This is Lincoln's home for sports talk on the FM dial. Also online at theticketfm.com. On the internet. KNTK FM Firth. 93.7 The Ticket. This is On the Block with Stricken Bach. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big 8 tournament champion. 93.7 The Ticket veteran and Bill Callahan fan club president, Jake Bakoven. I love Billy. Coming at you live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. This is On the Block with Stricken Bob. Hold up. Normal people keep the world going, but those who dare to be different lead us into tomorrow's strength. You know what that is from? Talk to me. Kyrie Irving re-signing with the Nets. For some reason, he put that oh, wow. statement out with it as well. Say say that again? <laughs> he thinks he's done a daring thing. He said, uh, normal people keep the world going, but those who dare to be different lead us into tomorrow. That's interesting. I, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm still... You know, sometimes I think now it's kind of come to a point to where athletes are kind of laying out these type of gauntlet type, you know, just kind of laying down the law or whatever they want to say. I don't I don't know what the what the actual word is, but you understand what I'm saying. They're they're kind of just throwing stuff out into the wind, seeing where it lands. Yeah. And then they really have not much intention on moving anywhere. It's kind of just a start up fire in the Twitter sphere and the Instagram <laughs> posts and get you kind of out there. But then it also is to kind of open up the door. Cause you know, Kevin Durant and him have to be having conversations. It, it, you know, I venture to say if, if Kyrie Irving is looking to leave and bounce after James Harden has just done so, yeah. and you don't know what you're getting out of, out of Simmons if I'm KD, I am looking for the first door to exit if that's going to be the case. I, I Listen, I can carry a load. I can hold it for a little while, but my body cannot hold 82 games of carrying this weight. And you've got salary cap issues. No matter who you bring in, for whatever point, because you're going to have to do a sign and trade, you're going to have to do something that's still going to carry a load at least for a year, minimum, of some form of salary. So you're not going to be able to do anything significant, which is going to put you under a burden and the stress and the weight of that Achilles gets real heavy. Yeah. I mean, we saw it this year. They got swept in the first round. Um, Didn't have too much time playing together. Um, The reports over the last couple of days is that, you know, the Nets um, weren't really in on Kyrie Irving. And so there's kind of been this idea of uh, if they can do a sign and trade and maybe that's still out there, but the only team that's interested seem to be the Lakers and the Lakers don't have anything to give back other than AD, which they don't want to give up. Um, So it looks like Irving. They do have someone else, but yeah, (laughs) Russell Westbrook. And he's just, 
opted in, in today. Um, <laughs> so. But like I said, the Nets don't want that. They're not interested in that. Though I would have loved a reunion for Russell Westbrook and KT and then have the Kyrie-LeBron reunion there. Uh, mostly would have loved it because I wouldn't have to worry about those teams uh, making to the finals and all those individual players um, blocking my team from getting in the way. Um, but I, I think it's – I think I just – I'm fascinated um, by how that situation does play out because there was the report the other day too that – um, that the the Nets would rather get rid of like get rid of Durant and Kyrie um, than you know rip, because you, that's that's what's in the, on the in play basically Durant's going to leave if, if Kyrie's not there yeah. but they'd rather go that route than deal with Kyrie for another year maybe something's changed in their mind maybe they're still looking for a, a sign and trade partner um, but for right now it looks like it's just the, the one year deal they're going to try to get through it again with Kyrie and KD and then see where things go but imagine having Kyrie. KD and James Harden all on your roster, and then two years later you look and all you have is Ben Simmons. After you've <laughs> given up what you've given up yeah. to, to to make it happen. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely, it's kind of crazy. But uh, on top of that, man, uh, you know, a lot of stuff has happened and transpired in our absence. Uh, me uh, being at Andre Reed Hall of Famer, uh, went in went in in 2014. Uh, just a great guy, man. Great family. Uh, really enjoyed the time out there. We're in Pennsylvania, kind of out in the in the valley area. Is that close to his Not too far from Allentown. Listen, I was inspired by Billy Joel to go out there. When you oh. know, you know, I'm a M- I'm an MTV <laughs> generation kid. So yeah. you know, everybody knows Allentown. You know, Billy Joel. You know, Steel Mill. You know, so I. <laughs> but they don't have Steel Mill. They actually do Mac trucks out there. That's what I learned. I oh, learned okay. some things. Uh, the Steel Mill is another city, kind of. Yeah, it's a little bit down, but. Uh, man, just beautiful course set in there in the valley, man. Uh, just great views at night, peaceful, nice little breeze. Um, did have a little rain. I was a little worried that we're going to get, you know, peed on a little yeah. bit. But it, it didn't stick, stick, stay. You know, it hit us in, in, in kind of little swaths of it, and, and it then bounced out by the afternoon. And, and I learned a game while I was out there. And I'm going to actually have to play this. Anytime I do a scramble from now on, I'm taking a pair of cards – out to the um, to the course, so I had a great group of guys, by the way, man. And we they they they're like, hey, listen, you mind music? I'm like, no, nah, man, I'm, I'm an MTV generation kid. I listen yeah. to everything, you know. I I pretty much can listen to everything except uh, even a little bit of contemporary country. I like some old school country. You get back into Alabama, and, yeah. You know the likes of them, um, but Reba McIntyre, you know, just kind of that that back end. But ultimately, um, they were playing, bro, if you looked at my group, there's no way you would think you would be hearing, <laughs> like, Snoop Dogg come out and then, you know, Eagles. I mean, it was, oh, a, a, whole, yo, it was just a whole variety. So it was a great group, man. We laughed. We, so we played this game. It was poker. And the way you play the game is – Whatever hit you use, because it was a scramble. So, like, if you use your drive, you get a card. If you use your second shot, you get a card. Okay. If you hit it close, you know, on the green, and they use that third shot on a par four, you get a card. If you birdied and putted the birdie in, you get two cards, right? Ultimately, once you got the five cards, every time your shot was used, they give you a new card. You take it, you see if you want it, and give it back or take it and keep it in exchange. And by the end of the round, by the end of the 18, you then decide what your poker hand is going to be. So you're basically playing poker, your best five cards. 
So everybody put about ten bucks in, and just made it made it That's made awesome, yeah. it made the scramble more interesting. You know what I mean? Because you you know you wanted to focus on the shot. You wanted that car. Yeah. I ended up with a Joker, which was a wild. Okay, yeah, you can work with that. And three kings. Oh, so four of a kind. Did it I had a done? boat. I had a. I had a. I had a king high boat. Oh yeah. Going in two king or three kings and and two tens going in, and but the guy. One like it was. I would have to say at least five holes before eighteen, I pulled out a king. <laughs> so I had a four of a kind king, strategy. and I switched it up. And then all of a sudden, he comes out at the end. He's like, "I've got four eights. I was like, "God dang it! I've got four kings." <laughs> <laughs> Throw so them off, man. So did you win it? I won the money. Oh, nice. Yeah. I, so I had a great. Time, I'm surprised man. they kept the Joker in there because the only, the only they like, use them as wild. I guess the idea I'm thinking though is, could you use the same car that somebody else is using? Like if somebody else has yeah. a flush with an ace of spades, yeah. Could you take another ace of spades yeah. with your Joker? Oh, if well, that's what yeah. you wanted, yeah. it, it can be whatever it wants to be. Yeah, that's what's interesting. Two, ch- two chances for whatever <laughs> card you want it to be. So it was cool, man. Yeah, that yeah. is cool. And how did you go? Um. I, I listen. I haven't honestly, and I'm. And they they were like, "Oh, you're cherry picking." Uh, I'm like, "No, man. I literally haven't played in probably six months." Right. Yeah. Sometimes that's good for you because if you don't play, your bad habits, all your swing mechanics, you know, you you just kind of just go out. You be easy. You you don't try to do too much. Yeah. And you just swing. You're not thinking about what yeah, you did wrong thinking, last time. Yeah. yeah. And I actually shot an 83. Oh yeah. That's and the course good. was not easy. Yeah. Yeah, shot an 83 on that course. 44 in the front, so I got hot on the back. Had at least five five birdie putts in a day. Just couldn't hit them, you know. Um, it was kind of tough because the greens, they, they, they looked fast, but you had to stroke it. And they were coming up short in instances or – it was just right next to it, or or I blew it like by because I was trying to you know, make sure I get it to the hole. <laughs> but you know, I I, I made my par, my par putts and I chipped my butt off. Like I normally struggle chipping, but I was oh, chipping. Really? Yeah, I was chipping like crazy. Yeah, like I've been doing it forever. Can you drive so, pretty well? Um, I sprayed a little bit. Not, it, it, I mean, not duck hooking and slicing. Yeah, but. I was pretty consistent, and I was either just off the fairway or I was hitting into the open areas, making sure I stayed away from trouble, just so I made sure I got another shot because I was chipping so well. Yeah. So I didn't mind being rough to the left if I was avoiding woods to the right or sand trap over there. You know what I mean? So I, yeah. I, I, I had a good job of aiming those shots uh, during that. Well, that's day. always that's always good to get yeah. a nice uh, nice golf tournament in and, and win a little bit yeah, on the side man. as well. There. It's fun. <laughs> I was out at the College World Series this last couple of weeks. That's where I've been. Um, just helping out uh, behind the scenes with TV there, uh, and I, I did. It, I just want to talk a little bit about it. Did you were you able to watch any of the college? Uh, I did watch. I did watch some of it. I didn't get to watch the championship games, but I did get to read and dig into it a little bit. And it's quite intriguing what I came up with. But I'll let you finish yours. Yeah, it's just um, ultimately I knew the. Usually when you go out there, you can just kind of pick your underdog that you kind of want to to win in the tournament and in kind of the city of Omaha just kind of gets behind them. Cause there's a lot of people locally um, that obviously go to the games and don't have a team and they just, you know, kind of to, to blend in with all the people that are traveling. Uh, we'll pick up a team. This year was difficult because uh, it was uh, basically six sec teams. Well, four sec teams plus um, two, two uh, that Coming. will be on their way in Oklahoma and Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then two other groups that are hard to get to behind a little bit. Notre Dame, who is uh 
pretty much you, you either like you either like them or you hate them, and so there's a it's hard to bandwagon onto Notre Dame and then Stanford, who's just kind of elitist and, and didn't bring a whole lot of fans, so um, there wasn't really much of a reason to get behind them either. <laughs> well, they're just smarter than us, and they're gonna make more money, so we all get frustrated with them. It's hard to cheer for them as well. Um, so I, I thought that was kind of interesting that they you know it, it, there wasn't uh, there wasn't a underdog or a feel good team of the tournament to necessarily go for, um, and it's uh, but it, it kind of makes you wonder if the SEC, especially when they add Texas and Oklahoma, um, is is starting to kind of take over baseball. They've got three, the last three national champions. Of course, they've, it's always kind of felt like an elevated conference, and uh, over the last you know twenty years or whatever, it's 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 been there, but it hasn't been absolutely dominant. You worry because of what you've seen in football. If in if it's there and it is the money is is now being put in there and the, you know they're getting all the top prospects and all that. Um, if the SEC uh, can take a, a, as much of a, a grasp of baseball as they as they have in football, yeah. I, I, but what I found very interesting is 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 we talked about this in your absence, but I felt interesting about the whole thing was. The UCLA in 2010 dynamic where UCLA and the, the, the softball team and the baseball team were both in the finals. Where UCLA women actually won and the men came up short. Then uh, in 2011, Florida you know duplicated the same thing one year later and both teams lost. Uh, in that one, and then we find that in 2022, the same thing has come come you know to play. Only three times it's it's happened, huh. but uh, in that you have OU women winning and OU men hot and looking like they're poised to 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 get it done. And uh, they had a question mark, and ultimately they came up short. Um, they ran into a bus on game one. Uh, you know, one of the first times this happened in quite a while yeah. where they had back-to-back-to-back home yeah. runs. I think, what, since, uh, I want to say the LSU? Yeah, it was like late 90s. Yeah, in the 90s, right? Like yeah. 98 or something like yeah. that. And so you, you had that jumping off and just ran into a buzzsaw, you know, and, and you know, because so you have a chance uh, of redemption and, and um, you know, the pitching was getting it done. Only giving up twenty five runs and in it, but I, I think the intriguing story for that for me was the fact that they came into it like upside down. You know what I'm saying? Like they their their record was horrid coming into it. I mean, they were seven and fourteen start in the SEC, and then you know they're they're at they're looking for a miracle basically at large. They don't win it. The SEC tournament, they're 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 looking yeah. for it. And they got a great record. I mean, they're they were rolling, just got off to a terrible start in the SEC and find themselves in it, where everybody was thinking Tennessee was going to roll oh, yeah. through it. Didn't even get and then the they stuff. thought Stanford was just going to you know be the next up, you know. And I had that question, and and here they go, man. They come back and they just have a complete turnaround, and they're ending up in the pile. For the championship game, I, I so the question for me was, and, and I'm gonna throw it to you: Is baseball right now looking like in the NIL, uh, uh, basically sphere, the NIL yeah. sphere? Are they? Is it looking like baseball has the most parity of all the sports at this point? I mean, we're gonna see in football. I mean, it's gonna we're gonna see in the fall sports how the NIL is gonna 
you know, come into play. You know, is the USC's going to be that? You know, will will the Nebraska, will the Texas A&M, you know, pan out based on what they did? Will they, you know, be able to amass a, 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 any type of, a, you know, muscle against Alabama? You know, is Alabama going to come up short? Because they don't have – I mean, let's be real. They're good, and they're always going to be pretty good for at least a period – are they going to come up short because they just don't have the money? They don't have the same type of money that most of these other NIL schools are going to have. And is it going to work now or is it still going to be on a two-year kind of swath? So yeah, those are the things I'm thinking about, and I wanted to throw it to you. Do you think baseball is is right now? Enter the Sarah Heyman text line at 402-464-5685. Do you right now, as you look at the landscape, do you look at it from a standpoint of is baseball right now looking like it has the most parity? I mean, we've been hearing – that Nick Saban's been talking about wanting more parity in the football game. I don't think the NIL is going to, you know, afford that that mission. But I think that right now, to me, it looks like baseball is on track to have the most parity. Yeah, and I think baseball has had. I mean, you just but there's little, dominance in the SEC though, right? Let's that, just say that, and that's where the NIL. Um, I think that's going to change it a little bit. Is that the the SEC is going to continue to get stronger? I just hope that we don't, you know, we don't see too many fields like this year where it's just so dominated by the SEC. And like you said, without the best SEC team even there in Tennessee, yeah. who was number one all, all year long. Um, so I think that that will strengthen and hurt the parity of the big uh, of of baseball altogether. Um, but I think as of right now, you'd have to say yes. Mississippi, Mississippi State, both you know the last two winners um, haven't won titles before. That you're not seeing that, you yeah. know, in basketball, it's sometimes it's a different look, but it's always Kansas or Kentucky or Duke or North Carolina, Carolina. or Villanova. Yeah. I mean, they're all the, it's always the same teams. Um, and then, you know, and, and then Gonzaga's close, you know, so yeah. you got to get those teams, too. But um, and, and then in football, we know it's the same six teams, you know, with Ohio State and Alabama and, and, and Clemson and, and so on and so forth. So it's uh, I, absolutely baseball's got the most parity and the game is just weird. I mean, I. This is the the argument I always have um, to a degree is in, in why I want the college football playoff um, uh, I'm going expand? off a little bit here. No, to stay how it oh, is. Stay where it is. Uh, is that I just I the more that you see things like this happen, where where Ole Miss. Ole Miss wins the uh, Ole Miss doesn't win the SEC tournament, but they're the national champion. Same thing happened in football. Georgia didn't win the SEC, but they're the national champion. Yeah. I don't know if that makes a whole lot of sense. It makes me feel less, um, you know, ultimately you can say, well, it's about winning time in the, in the final tournament and all that stuff, and maybe there's not a better way to do it. But it just makes me feel like tournaments are a little bit more random, and maybe we should come up. That's why I like college football, mm-hmm. kind of playing the season out, making it the whole thing somewhat of a tournament, and then having limited teams in at the end. Um, because I think there, there should be something a little bit more to that, because that's why that's what I argue against March Madness is it's, it's so fun. Don't get me wrong, but it's kind of random on who wins and who your national champion is. It's just the, whoever wins the tournament. It feels like the same way with college baseball to a degree and um, football, even though they've only expanded to four. You're already seeing that we're twice now you've had a team not win their own conference and win the national championship. That doesn't make any sense. Well, it's coming down to ultimately, and we're going to come to a caller, but it's coming down ultimately to getting hot at the right time. And that's what it brings down when you're dealing with that type of situation. We have Jim on the Honda Lincoln Hotline. Jim, I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah, on the Honda Lincoln Hotline. Yeah, Jim, what's up? Hey, Stricken Box. This is Jim from uh, Bellevue, and – just wanted to comment. I agree with you what you guys said because of uh, the way things are distributed with 
uh, major D1 sports, I think baseball has a little bit more parity overall than, say, uh, football, which is dominated by a few, and uh, even basketball. So I think you're right on target with that. And uh, I just hope Nebraska can uh, come back this next year and uh, and, and get to a regional and uh, and, and show what uh, what they can do because I think they got some good recruiting. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for the call, Jim. Uh, and we, we thanks for anybody to call in here on the Honda Lincoln Hotline, 402-464-5685. Uh, it does make you feel like it's a less of an uphill battle um, looking at it from Nebraska's perspective. But then again, the, the Big Ten's perspective, you know, that's that's kind of the battle altogether is to try to get the Big Ten into any sort of atmosphere, not to even to compete with the SEC because that's almost like a dream right now, but just to get like – you know, be more than the, the two-bid league that they were this year and, and usually just not getting the respect um, like Nebraska didn't have the previous year where they were the, the, the champions and just get thrown in with our, in the Arkansas Regional. Right. Um, but it is what it is. I mean, the level of, of, of Big Ten baseball isn't, isn't there. Yeah, it's just not there yet, and that's okay. But I did uh, – and, and, and thank you guys for tapping in. Even if you tapped in on the Sauter Heyman text line, we'll probably come back and mention you know, some of those on the, on the comeback. I mean, we're going to have to take a break. But ultimately – I think also we should have a discussion on, and I'm going to throw this out to the Sauter Heyman text line as well, is does the Big Ten in football, if you as you look up and down the scale, other than, I'm saying other than Ohio State, is there anybody capable of mounting a fight in the college football championship series? I just want to throw that out there. If you have an answer for me, throw it out to us because I'd love to discuss and, and debate it and maybe even have a call about it on the Honda Lincoln Hotline. But we got to take a break. We'll be right back, and we'll discuss more talking about the top 10 ranked Nebraska quarterbacks that we're going to face this upcoming season. We'll discuss that when we get back from On the Block on 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com.